0: Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof, with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Shouts of Grace Center brings you pure and undiluted word of God from the impeccable throne of grace. Be blessed as you listen. Father, we thank you this morning. We honor you. Nobody like you. Nobody will ever be like you. Nobody will ever replace you. No one will ever be like you. We worship from the depths of our hearts. We honor you. And we say thank you, Lord, for being the Savior of our soul, for being the Giver of life. Thank you, Lord, for sending Jesus to die for our sins. Thank you, Lord, for the preservation of life. Thank you, Lord, for everything you are doing. We worship you, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit, we need you, We sing songs like this because without him, it's just a normal, natural gathering. But with him present, it makes all the difference. That's why we invite him. We know he's there already, but we invite him afresh and honor him. Father, we honor you this morning, we invite your presence. And we ask that your glory will fill this house. Let your counsel stand. Let your plans prevail. Show us the way this morning. Speak from your heart to us. And lift us from where we are to where we ought to be. Let all our needs be met. Let all sicknesses be healed. Let everybody who is weary receive strength. Let everybody who is confused find direction. In the name of Jesus. Give us that miracle we all need in the name of Jesus That is specific to our needs and our prayer When we ask, oh Lord, for supply of the Spirit this morning Not just in sharing the word, but in receiving the word with wisdom To the intent that it will mix with faith in our hearts in the name of Jesus This word will profit us This word will advance our life It will bring celebration into our lives In Jesus' mighty name and everybody, glory to God. How many of us are excited to be here this morning? Some people are not excited. I say how many of us are excited to be here this morning? Amen. Glory to God. Uh, permit me to say this. Uh, Mr. Supreme, I think the video is dragging on Facebook. So what you need to do is just use your phone directly to Facebook till we figure out what could be the issue. All right, um, this morning I want to share something very powerful with us and I'm sure we're going to be blessed. Let me tell your neighbor you're going to be blessed. Tell your neighbor the way I see you this morning you are going to be blessed. You know words are very powerful. Now say that to yourself, I am going to be blessed. Say with me I will not be distracted this morning. I am focused on God and his word. And I receive everything that he has for me in the name of Jesus. I eliminate every distracting thoughts. in the name of Jesus. And I declare that my heart is focused on God and his word. I receive, I can't hear your voice, the fullness of God's word this morning. And it will profit me. It will advance my life. The result will show in my life. In the name of Jesus, I receive the supply of the Spirit to hear, to understand, and to know the mind of God for this season. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody say, Hallelujah, glory to God. Isaiah chapter 55, uh, let's look at it there. I want to share something with you. I don't have notes. What I have here is my Bible. So I'm just going to flow with the Holy Spirit this morning. We're going to go verse by verse. Amen. It says, Oh, everyone. Can we read together? One, two, go. Oh, everyone that thirsts us. Come ye to the waters. And neither hath no money. Come ye, buy and eat. Yeah, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Hallelujah. So we see in the scripture here there's an invitation to not everybody but to who are those people disturbing there? Who are those people conversing there? Please let them know. Okay, the children's church. Okay, it's alright. Everyone that tasks there come ye to the water. So this invitation is not to everybody but to everyone who is thirsting? So the condition here is thirst. Come on, say thirst. If I have no money. So this is not going to be bought with money. You are going to buy all the same, but it's not with money. Because he says, either I have no money, come, buy, and eat. So we see that something that we're going to buy here has to be something that goes in. Are you here with me? It's something that we're going to eat. Something that will satisfy our body, our soul, our spirit. Something that will make us look bright. You know, when you are hungry, you look dull. I many of if you know that. You look so dull that Jesus Christ has to say, look, when you are fasting, don't let the other person know. Anoint your face. So, hunger is powerful. Hello? So, he says, look, come, buy, eat. And then he says, buy wine and milk. Without what? Without money. And then without what? Without price. Now, without price here is talking about money, cost. Because at the end of the day, you are going to buy with a price, but not with money. So remove your money, your eyes from this price. This price here is talking about money. So when you buy a car right now, someone can say, what's the price? It's talking about the money, isn't it? Isn't it? But to buy without money require you paying a price, but not money. Not money price. Because it says without money and without price. Did you see that in your Bible? Okay. And it's everyone that fasted, not to everybody. This fan is making noise. Can you change it, replace it or stop it or something? It's disturbing. Everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. If that have no money, come ye, buy it, come buy wine and milk. Without money and without price. Verse 2. Wherefore, do you spend money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which satisfied not? Then it says, "Act diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good. Let your soul delight itself in fatness." In other words, there are some people who are buying stuffs that is not going to help them. They are focusing on buying those things that will not help them. Look at the message, translation of Isaiah 55 verse 2. Look at what it says. Isaiah 55 verse 2 message. Where do you spend your money on junk food? Your hand and cash on cotton candy. Listen to me. Listen well. Eat only the best. Come on, say, I'm going to eat the best only. Fill yourself with only the finest. Now let's go back to KJV and verse 3. Incline your air and come unto me. here and your soul shall what? Are you with me here? Your soul shall what? And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. Even the sure mercies of David. Verse 4 says, behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader and commander. Are you still with me here? Now verse 4 begins to tell us what we're going to see as benefit if we buy. Without money, if we buy to eat and to drink without money, he says one of the things that will happen to you is that you are going to be a leader and commander of the people in your sphere of influence. In other words, the scripture is telling us here, for you to get to the zenith of your career or your chosen profession, for you to get to that point where several other voices are answering unto you as a leader and a commander, there is a price to pay and it's not about money. Are you still with me? Let's go further down, I'll see some things here. Verse 5 says, Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not. And nations that kneel not thee shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God and the Holy One of Israel for he has glorified thee. So we see another benefit here that nations will answer to the gift of God on your inside. You can't say (laughs) "Amen," Or probably you don't believe it that, that there's something about me that will command the attention of nations. Some of us don't believe that. Mm. Uh, let it command that bubble first. That's how some people think. Let even command in my family, my immediate family, my sibling, two sisters, one brother. It's enough. But Bible says it's talking about nations here. There is something about you that nations will run to you. Hello. I hope you know there are individuals that nations run to them. I hope you know, before Miles Moro went on to glory, it consults for most of the prominent nations on the planet Earth, including White House. It consults for them. They come and take him. They come and call him. Pay him every money. Are you following me? To hear him talk. Leke Alda, we all know Leke Alda here in Nigeria. He consults for government in Nigeria. Government, uh, uh, several states in Nigeria, they, they pay him heavy to write them policies. Government policies. Policies which they won't execute anyway. Are you following me? There's a place in God that nations Will you. That's what the Bible says. Say, unless you don't believe it. It's just like when God when God appeared to Abraham from his father's house in one amlet there, whatever he is, at the age of 75 and said, come follow me. and said, I will make your name great. Doesn't look great? You make my name great? All the hearts and all the, they would hear my name. How? Don't you know Abraham today? Don't you? From your nursery school you already know Abraham. Abraham, father of faith. How does that song goes now? Are you here with me? It's the nations who run on today. Come and say amen. amen. Not because of you. Because that's where the problem is. He said, what do I have to have? He said, because of the Lord your God. Alright. Let's go on. Verse 6. It says, seek ye the Lord where what? It may he may be found. So there are times he may not be found. That's what it means. Hmm, hmm. Ye upon him while he's what? While he's near. Seek him while he may be found. The reason he says that a time and a season of your life can come when it looks as if he can be found. So now that he can be found, seek him. This is the time to buy. Tell you nobody this is time to buy. This is the time. To buy, not tomorrow, not next week, not when you get married. No, this is the time. Seek him now. Jesus Christ told the disciples, A little while you will see me, a little while you don't see you will not see me. They didn't believe him until he left. Seek him where he may be found. The the, the 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 disciples of John the Baptist were fasting. The disciples of Jesus they refused to fast. The Bible said they were tearing the ears of corn and eating alongside. I don't know how they ate it. Raw corn. They were eating. So the disciples of John the Baptist were furious. What kind of carnal set of church member of Jesus Christ are these ones? So they went to meet Jesus. said, Jesus, your disciples ought to be fasting. Look at us. We are fasting here. And he told them something. He said, he said, The days will come hmm, when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. He said in those days, they will fast. Allow them to eat very well now. There will be moments in your life that it looks as though the bridegroom is taken. You will pray, the prayers will bounce back. That is when it looks as though it may not be found. He said, Now that you may be found, seek him. Because as you grow older, you get busier. And the more you get busier, the more you cannot buy. I'll break that down for you in a moment. When he says buy here, the price is time. So the time will come, while it may not be while it may be found, while it may not be found doesn't mean God will disappear. It just means you don't even have time again. Because as you grow older, you get busier. Say When I settle down and I get married, I will serve God. No, if you are not serving and a single you are not likely to when you get married. Because you get even busier. You even have more responsibility to take care of your family, take care of your wife, take care of the children, pay school fees, and do all kinds of stuff. You are going to get busier. Are you following me here? Verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Come on, say his way. Thoughts. There are two things there. The Bible says it has to be forsaken, isn't it? Your way, your thoughts. Because your thoughts determine your way eventually. You cannot rise above your thoughts. You cannot function beyond your the quality of your thoughts. If you see yourself, see your life as miserable in your thoughts, that's how it's going to turn out. To no amount of ants laid upon you can change that. Are you following me? Your thoughts are very powerful. See, let him forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Look at it and let him return unto the Lord and will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Now this scripture I believe is talking about Look, uh, Before you talk about paying the price and buying and selling and all of that and buying stuff that you need. You also need to consider your work with God in terms of your lifestyle. So God doesn't want you to continue in a lifestyle of sin while he's blessing you. So he said there are some things that has to be forsaken. Wicked ways, unrighteous thoughts. They have to be left behind in order for me to do what I'm about to do here. So when I say nations will run unto you. Let the wicked forsake his way. Let the unrighteous man forsake his way of thoughts. Are you following me? Verse 8. My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Verse 9, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are your thoughts. So the question you want to ask here, if uh, if uh, his ways are not our ways, his thoughts are not our thoughts, how then do we find his thoughts? You see, the Bible says here in Old Testament, my ways are not your ways, my thoughts are not your thoughts. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts different from your thoughts. But in New Testament, it says... The kingdom of heaven is brought near unto us. Are you, I say, as it is in heaven, so let it be on earth. In other words, we can bring the thoughts of God into our life and execute the thoughts of God concerning our lives. Are you still with me? All right verse 10 as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and board that it may give seed to the sower and the bread to the eater verse 11 so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth it shall not return unto me void but it shall accomplish that which i please and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto i sent it when i give a word when i give a promise when i tell you something is going to come to pass Take it as it will come to pass. Are you with me? Alright. Go back to verse 1. Everyone that asked that, come ye to the waters. And either that had the money, come ye buy eat Ye come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Say amen. Say amen. Subsequent vows, nations will come unto thee. How is this going to happen? How do we buy without money? How do we buy wine and milk without money and without price? Without a cost? You buy with time. Every victory, every greatness, every good thing you will enjoy in this life, there's a price to pay. Every great man you see, everybody you admire, when you sit down with them, don't ask them for money. They give you money, you'll spend the money, and um, what will happen afterwards? What should you ask them? Ask for their wisdom. How did they get to this point? When they open their mouth and begin to tell you the price they have paid, to get to that point. It is foolishness to be seeking money from a wise or a great man. No, 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 no. Ask for their wisdom. Sir, what did you do to get here? If he gives you money, you finish spending it. But you still remain the same. But you can ask for wisdom. Because this this is the way life is, and this is where God has orchestrated the kingdom of his kingdom that is made available to us. We are to keep on learning and we are to keep on making adjustments. Now, when you give your life to Jesus, because we are threefold, spirit, soul, and body. How many of you know that? That you are not this body. How many of us know that? Okay, you are what? Say it now. I mean, some of you are thinking ghost, but it's okay. (laughs) Say, I'm a spirit. That's who you are. Say, I have a body or say I live in a body I have a soul but I am a spirit so the real you is what? spirit so now when you give your life to Jesus Christ you say I accept the Lord Jesus into my life as my Lord and personal savior does anything change in your body? nothing nothing so w- what is that part of you that becomes regenerated and becomes new? It's your spirit. Sometimes your soul is not even changed. Because for the mind or the soul, because it's after you give your life to Jesus, Do you still have some negative thoughts sometimes? Some evil thoughts? Like growing up, you know, I never had problem with lustful thoughts. It wasn't my issue. Lustful thoughts, thinking about women, breasts, it wasn't an issue. <laughs> but I had an issue. I had issue with evil thoughts. Very wicked thoughts. Like walking up from, from, uh, from school to the, to, to the, to the home. And then I see a little girl selling oranges going in front of me. And then this thought comes around. What is it going to be like? You move behind her and give her, eh? And then she goes like that, poom, somersault and all the oranges scatter. You know those kind of thoughts. Like you punch somebody at the temple here. What's going to happen? I had issues with those thoughts. And how to consciously take authority over them. Now, what happens is that your soul does not change. But is constantly renewed. Come on, say renewed. Some of you have, have been asking, why should we be reading the Bible every day? Renewal of your mind. Hey, Pastor, you mean if I just read something, I'll be changing? No, no, no. What you are reading is life. This life goes into your soul and does something there. That's what it says here, my word shall not return to me void. If I see something here, let me tell you how it works. If, I, if I'm reading the Bible and then I see I see where Jesus Christ said the devil is the father of all liars. And that word enters into me. The Bible says the entrance of the word giveth light. And understanding unto the simple. So when I allow the word to enter, it brings light and understanding. So understanding comes that, oh, if the devil is a father of liars, every time I lie, I'm aligning myself to the devil. i make him my father. So now, this is how it works. That scripture is in you. So next time you are confronted with your boss and they, and then you're about to lie as usual, that scripture does what rises up and all of this happened in split moment. The devil is the father of all liars. And I said, no, I can't lie. Actually, sir, this is what happened. Then you see the truth. You know what happened there? Your mind is being renewed. Because this word is life. Your body, nothing happens to it. And nothing will happen to it. And that's why we struggle with the flesh all the days of our life. Most of the problems we have is not the devil, it's your flesh. Flesh problem. Flesh problem. When will our body change? When Jesus Christ Christ comes back to pick us. He said we will exchange mortality for immortality. We shall know, even as we are known. Are you following me here? uh, This body will be exchanged. Our spirit changes. Our mind is constantly renewed but our body does not change so that's what happens when you give your life to Jesus are you following me? back to what we are saying here so the price that I have to pay majorly speaking hmm, is contending with my mind and my body my flesh The spirit most of the time has no issues. You've given your life to Jesus. As long as you stay in God's word, that spirit is renewed. Sorry, that spirit is energized and strengthened. You you build capacity in your spirit as you read God's word. But that's not the only thing God's word will do. God's word will also renew your thoughts. So now I don't have issues with evil thoughts again. I don't. Over time, it just went down. This is where the problem is. You give your life to Jesus 10 years after what you were struggling with as an unbeliever. You are still struggling with it. Guess what? You are not paying the price. The price needed to be paid so that nations can run to you. Otherwise, you will be the one running to nations. I want to escape from this Nigeria. Are you following me here? Are you? Will you not make heaven? You will make heaven. I as, as you give your life to Jesus. You make heaven, but you will almost make heaven barely surviving. Ha! Ah, yeah, pull me, pull me there. Eh? Because you are not what paying the price. You have got to pay the price. Greatness in your life. If they tell you, once you give your life to Jesus, that's all, somebody's lying to you. That's all. Just give your life, that's all. No. It's just like just like when you say, Just just join our court. That's all. Is that all? Just do this morning ritual. That's all. No. It's after the first year, they say, We need your we need your wife. After the second year, your firstborn. He said, ah, 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 I cannot give my voice more. Okay, find somebody else in your extended family, sister, brother, <laughs> and it goes on and on and on like that. Some will say, after one year, you need to sleep with a mad woman every month. If you don't sleep, you will go mad. They, they reel out all kind of issues and those people have to pay the price to stay on. But with all the price they pay and all this stuff, the day God asks for their soul, that's the end. Are you with me? So, what we are saying here is that you have given your life to Jesus, but there's a price to pay. And this has nothing to do with money. It's something you need to buy to eat for capacity, for greatness, for increase. That the glory of God will shine forth in your life. That the plans of God for your life will become a reality. That you'll not just be just anybody, but you'll be a man fulfilling the purpose of God for his or her life. Are you with me? I wrote something down here, you know, while the worship was going on, while the stuff was going on. I said, practice is a prize for winning. Say with practice is a price for winning. Go and talk to most of the uh, best sportsmen in the world. They will tell you their rigorous pattern eh, of training. Serious training. This guy that, that died, Kobe Bryant, is he the one that died in the plane crash? At a point in time he was the best sportsman on the planet Earth. He was interviewed so somebody followed him to where he practices. They just wanted to see what Kilo go going on. What does he do? And all he does are the basic things. The basics. As in, if you want to learn basketball, the basic things. That's what he's finding. And they ask him, is this what you do? He said, yeah, that's what I do. The basics. And he does it regular, rigorously every day. The moment you stop practicing, you're going to lose out. You're just going to lose out. There's no way to it. If you like speaking tongues tomorrow, the price for winning is consistent practice. You want to be the best in your field. How much hours do you devote to that particular field? You can spend all your time on the mountain praying at the Holy Ghost, but if you don't practice, nothing is going to happen. Before I learned to design website, I told you nobody taught me, but there are times I spent three days straight, night, day on this system trying to figure out just one particular thing. I trying to figure out how does this work. Because I won't stand up until I get it. That tenacity, that rigor goes with winning in life. If you can't do anything, then all the you do is just, just sleep. Just sleep. Sleep is comfortable for you. That's the price you are paying, price of sleep. It's not going to happen. Even people who are already wealthy study their lifestyle. They don't sleep. How do they don't sleep? They sit down in the night and make plans, strategize, call their friends and talk. They don't sleep. One of the guys I know was a PA to one of the, to one of the uh, richest men in this country. He said they don't sleep. He said by 3 a.m., 4 a.m., that's when they go to bed. They don't sleep. And the guy couldn't sleep too. He had to leave the job eventually. He could not cope with that level. Because you can see at the, at the level there, there's a price that needed to be paid. Go and check out the life of Danguti and see whether he's still paying price or not. You think because he's the wealthiest man in Africa. he must be riding here, all over the place, on the sea. Eh? eating burger, sleeping around with the best women in the world? No, he's hard work. Are you following me? It's a price for knowing God. If you can't spend time in God's presence, you can't know Him. You are in a relationship with a lady and you see her once in three months. The relationship will soon break. And both of you are in the same city. You say you are busy. You are always in the library. Say you are busy. Say please, can I see you? Say I can't see you today. See you two months time. It will soon break. See, the price for knowing that lady is time. If you can't spend time in God's presence, how do you know Him? You give your life to Jesus, yes. But do you know Him? Apostle Paul said that I may know Him. And not just Him, but also the power of His resurrection. I want to know Him. I want to know the power that works in Him. Are you still with me? I wrote here, I said, Prayer is a price for anointing want to be anointed, you've got to pray. Communication is a price for a good marriage. Go and ask every married person. If you can't communicate, why are you in the marriage? Are you following me here? You are in the home and there is silence for one week stretch. No, you are not in the marriage. You are still single. I telling you, even though you are missing somebody, but you are actually still single. Communication a will makes it wrong. Communication. Constant communication. Are you still with me here? I said fidelity is the price for covenant blessing in marriage. Faithfulness to your spouse is the price to pay for the maximum blessing of God to rest upon your marriage and your home and your family and even upon your children. People who are not ready to pray, pay the price of fidelity. They open the doors for the devil. And the devil comes in and messes up the family, messes up the home. And you think fidelity is not a price? It's a real price to pay. Because your flesh won't leave you alone. Even after, after wedding. Hours after wedding, your flesh can come up. Then you should have married the sheep, Why are you in a hurry? Right there during the wedding, when you are saying "I do," you are saying, "Ah, what did I do?" You want to say to the priest, "I don't again." I want to do, but I don't want to do right now. And there are a lot of people who did, but are no longer doing. Are you following me here? Fidelity, faithfulness, is a price to pay for a good marriage. Why go into a marriage with somebody you don't love? Immediately you are in the marriage, you are focusing on somebody else. You marry the lady, one week after you are testing another lady. Babe, how are you doing now? And you are telling her, "It is you I really want to marry." You crazy? Craziness of the highest order. It's you I really want to marry. How can we see? That's weeks after after wedding. After you say "I I I do." He, For poorer, for richer. Eh? In sickness, in death. It was like two guys, a a lady and a guy that went on honeymoon and they went to this reserve where they keep animals and they were just taking a stroll and one of the lions broke out of the cage and headed for them. And the husband started removing his shoes to run. And the wife was like, honey, what do you want to do? He said, I want to run. He said, you leave me alone here. He said, ah, you two have to run. He said, even if we run, the lion will catch one person first. He said, that's the, that's the, that's the idea. <laughs> what price are you willing to pay? Ask your neighbor, what price are you willing to pay? I wrote here, I said righteous living is a price for exaltation. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Honor is a price for access. What you do honor, you can't access people of God. Seed is a price for harvest. Discipline is the price for a future without regrets. And that's why I want to stay and end this message. If you are an undisciplined fellow, hear me well. You might be anointed. You might have a glorious future. You might have some exceptional giftings. If you are not disciplined, you won't be able to get anywhere. You, that person will only revolve in a cycle. So there will be flashes of victory here and there. But there's actually no movement. There will be flashes of victory at the moment when his gift is expressed. And it's only pacifying his emotion that I've done something. But is that what God really wanted for our person? God showed you that i are going to be a pastor of 100,000 people but right now you are sleeping with members of the church. That indisciplined lifestyle will cut short the plans of God. Because what some people think about once God said it, it's going to happen. Is that how it works? No, that's not how it works. God wanted Samson to last. Made him a judge over Israel. But Samson is one of the most indisciplined fellow on the planet Earth. He went down to Gaza. He saw an arrow there. He went in onto her. He didn't even think about it. According to what the scripture returns to us. Everybody, he went in onto her. Went in onto her, he said so. Not that he went to greet her. He went in onto her. How many people are you going into? Who are not your, who is not your spouse? he went in onto her and Samson thought he was coming out but each time he went into her a portion of his life is is left there and a portion of that person's life is exchanged so there's always an exchange going on until Samson got to a point in his life he has lost it Delilah was going to kill him and he knew and he couldn't do anything about it first time, second time, third time he discovered Delilah was going to kill him and at the end of the day, he still told him, it should be, it's the lock of my head. If they cut it. You know you know what brought him to that stage where he couldn't even think to know, I'm about to die. I shouldn't say this. He's been losing his essence gradually. Everybody is going into, eh? he goes into this a lot. This, you see, because everybody represents a force. Everybody, is spirit is I just told you everybody is spirit, soul, and body. So when you have sex with a person, you are not just having sex with the body, you are having sex with spirit, soul, and body. That is why you have sex with some people and it cannot come out of your mind again. You know you can marry the person, but you can't leave him alone. He's even beating you, you still go back because the sexual intercourse. Eh, that's why they call it intercourse it interferes with every part of your system spirit, soul, body that is why people who are abused as when they were young the trauma often remained for a lifetime until they confront and deal with it somebody is abused at the age of 3 she's afraid of sex with her husband at the age of 30 how can you explain that it's spirit, soul and body Let me just just have a quickie with I quickie, really, is the longest thing that will ever happen to you. For the next 50 years, you can be nursing it. And you won't know where the wound is coming from. A lot of people have cut short their destiny because they will not pay the price. What price are you willing to pay for your greatness? all the promises that you will be great, you will be great. Why is not everybody great? Why? Why, 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 why? Why is it that the, the top of the ladder is lonely? Few people there. The rung of the ladder is filled with massive number of people because they are not willing to pay the price to climb the next rung of ladder. They tell you and tell you and tell you and tell you, you refuse! Who is going to suffer at the end of the day? You slow yourself down. That's the pain in my heart most of the time when I'm talking to young people. Can't you see the future? Can't you see the future? You see, delaying gratification is the price. Okay? For fully fulfilling your destiny. Issa couldn't delay gratification. Did God tell Esau not to eat? No, it was that be patient first. He saw porridge. That's why I'm afraid of porridge. Wherever they are said it, I'm afraid. He said, Pastor, but God has not given the spirit of fear. I didn't say God gave me. It's a shadow that gave me. He couldn't wait. He was profane. Show me that scripture. Esau was profane. Search for it and give it to me quickly. He couldn't. And because he couldn't. Look at it. He lost his birthright. Why? He could not wait. Maybe Jacob too that prepared the food was hungry. Gave him the food. And by the time. Jacob blessed. Sorry. By the time Isaac. Has finished blessing Jacob. Israel now came. Now this is the venison. That's the power of venison there. As they say, mu, 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 must I give the man of God before he can bless? Okay, there is a way. Your giving provoke crazy blessings. So. Me, I'm telling you, Shabba, I'm the pastor. Even you try it. Send five k to your dad or your mom. They may not call you back. Lord, send a SMS. Thank you, my son. Send 20K. They will call you. Thank you, I saw it. God bless you. Send 100K. How are you? God will honor you. God will bless you. Now send 1 million. Where are you now? I need, I need some time. Are you in a place where I can talk? What is provoking the blessing is venison. Go home, buy a meal for your dad. He will pray for you, but it's not like when you buy a car. Must we give? You must give! Tell me, I'm telling you now. So by the time, listen, by the time Esau came with his venison, he said, I have blessed him. He said, just one blessing. He said, no. You know why he couldn't bless him again? He has eaten the venison. And he has released it from here. If he blessed that guy without venison, will he would still have a blessing for Israel? When he opened his mouth, he was cursing him, you will serve your brother. Venison lay. You will serve the one that brought venison. You will serve the you are the venison. Are you following me here? so the problem of Esau is lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau did Esau fornicate he did not but the bible says fornicator or profane profanity and fornication he said you are the same because both of them their problem is that they can't wait did God say you should not have sex he never said that he said have it within the sanctity of marriage. If you like, don't go to work again. Have sex for money. The angels will be clapping for you. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Go another round. Yeah. They, I mean, the angels will be there. But right now, you are single. The angels will escape for their life because their eyes must not old evil. Let's not be for the of profane person as he saw who for one muscle of me did what? Sold it. You see, because for him, the, the, what he wanted, eh? What he wanted was food. The question I want to ask you, what price are you willing to pay? Give me a message translation of this. Listen to me, you can't cheat your way to God. You are doing hanky panky, you think you are smart can't be smart with God. Watch out for the Esau syndrome. Trading away God's lifelong gift in order to satisfy a short-term appetite. Now, the God lifelong gift was his glorious destiny that God has given him as a firstborn. Because he couldn't pay the price of waiting, he traded it away. So everything is a trade. It's negotiation. Have sex with that is negotiation. It's an exchange. It's a form of trade. There is something that is being exchanged. God has designed that sexual intimacy between an husband and wife will be the greatest level through which they can know themselves. So as a husband and wife, the moment you know yourself at that level, you are supposed to be closely knitted when there's a problem and you can't still be closely knitted there's a demonic operation behind it are you following me here? so you pay the price for your greatness I beg you in the name of the Lord your future is glorious it's beautiful come on say amen oh please Come, buy. Buy. Pay the price. Pay the price. Apostle Paul, was it Paul that said, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. That's an assignment you have. That's something you are here. To solve. Will you be disciplined enough to build capacity? To let unrighteous thoughts go, go away. Those things he mentioned, he said, their way of life and the unrighteous thoughts. Well, those two things, they determine a lot of things. Your thoughts, your thoughts, your thoughts. Most of the sexual sins, they begin with thoughts. Pornography, thoughts. And this is the beautiful thing about God. Oh, pastor, I've made a mistake. I've been running my life on the mystic street. I mean, it's, it's been mistake after mistake after mistake. I'm not even sure I can pay the price again. Oh, you can. The beautiful thing about God is that you can always come. Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Some people are so heavy laden and they don't know. Heavy laden, this is the way they are walking. Like that woman that was bent. Oh, you are explaining some to them. They can't get it because they are looking at the ground because they are bent. Say, so said, come unto me. Matthew nine 27, isn't it? Give me that scripture. Okay. Matthew 11, 28. Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will what? Go to the next verse. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. What is the yoke of Jesus? It's the yoke of discipline. He said, I am meek and in heart, and you shall find rest of your soul. Go to the next verse. Next verse. He said, my yoke is easy. It is easier to discipline yourself than to be indisciplined and face the consequences my yoke is easy my burden is light. what is my burden the burden of a disciplined lifestyle now no this is wrong i will not do it this is right that's what i'm going to do i'm not going to lie again i'm not going to cheat again i'm not going to steal again i'm not going to sleep around again i'm not going to do this no i'm not going to have any sexual boyfriend again no 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 no. that is the yoke the, the giving your life to Jesus does not mean you give your life and then you relax and call. no 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 no. There is a yoke and that yoke is easier. It's easier because it will take you to the greatness. The yoke of the devil is difficult. It will bend you over. Your spinal cord will be distorted. You can't see right. Give me message translation as I close. Verse twenty-eight. Message translation, and I close there. Did somebody get blessed this one? Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? See, religion is coming to church and then there's no change in your life. Religion is coming to church and then after service you go and have sex with your girlfriend. If both of you are in church. And you just had that body, discipline, flesh and you still get home and you look at yourself like they used to look at them inside and and you know the next thing that is about to happen will become like a pot of steel. Come to me, get away with me. Come on, say get away. Get away, yeah. get away portents, living your old lifestyle, and you will what? That's that's what I love. About. You what? You recover. I say, what am I recovering? It's because you don't know. You need to recover. Because when you are living in a habitual city, you are no longer yourself. You just do some very stupid things. And you're wondering, why did I do that? You are no longer yourself. He said you will recover your life. And then he says, I'll show you how to what? How to take a real rest. Go to verse 29. Work with me. And work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn what? The unforced readings of grace. Oh, this scripture is powerful. What it's saying here is that look, it, when when you move into that life of discipline and life of seeking my face and staying in my presence, this thing will not look very difficult. Living a disciplined life will not look difficult again. It will be a reading like music. I mean, it, it, you you won't find it difficult again to say no or or you won't find it difficult to get out of what you know is not right. It will become a reading. It will become a music. So that you look back at your life and say, wow, I've I stopped doing that. I don't do that again. Wow. When did I even stop? I didn't even know. It's on forced readings of grace. The opposite on, on forced readings of grace is forced storms. Of disgrace. Everything is scattered, disorganized, chaotic. There's a place of unforced readings of grace. Don't let the devil push you to that corner. That no, 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 no. This thing you can't overcome. It. This thing. Discipline yourself. Nobody is going to do it for you. You can't even do it for your spouse. You have to do it for yourself. Jesus says, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. What's the last verse there? Keep company with me. And you learn to live what? Freely and lightly. Freely and what? Lightly. It's a beautiful place in God. It's a beautiful place in God where, you know, You live and, and, and you come to the presence of God without boldness, with no guilt in your heart. Don't ever get to that point where you continually manage and live with guilt in your heart. You know what you are doing is wrong. You know, but you keep on doing the same thing again. You are not living lightly and freely. You are living heavy, forced life. And that way, We won't be able to get to the place of greatness. May you get to the place of greatness. Why are you all quiet on me this morning? Because of the message, right? Let me tell you. You can recover your life. Come and say, I can recover my life. It all begins with a decision. If you live here this morning without the decision, then there's no point. Decision. I will not. I will not do that again. I will not. That point of decision must mark a turning point in your life. It's a place and a time of brokenness where you tell yourself, no more. No more. I I will not do that again. God, helping me. I'm going to live right. I'm going to do it right and hear me well God does not accept us because of the works of our hands he accepts us because Jesus has paid the price for you and I he says sin will no longer have dominion over us he says Jesus Christ is the righteousness of God in Christ I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus so what God did is to impute righteousness upon us so this is what it means. You embrace that life of righteousness and its word and you won't have to struggle with sin again. There may be time you make a mistake because you are still in the days of the flesh. And there's a provision for that. If you confess your sins, it's just faithful enough to forgive and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That's, those are mistakes. Or if it is an habitual thing, there's no grace that covers that. It's something you do over and over. Almost on a daily basis. That one is not a mistake. That one is a lifestyle. You know why that is dangerous? That can get to hell quick. Because no unclean thing will go in. But will you still sometimes make a mistake? It's possible. But don't stay in the mistake. Are you following me here? A mistake is a one-time thing. It may even be second time, but when it becomes regular, then your conscience is said. And when the conscience is said, all this sinful stuff that should bring you guilt no longer bring you guilt. You do it and you clean your mouth like and you take the microphone. My special number today is be holy. 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 Holy, you're even modulating. And you're in an habitual lifestyle. The reason you're on your feet is because we're in the dispensation of grace. We couldn't have done that in the New Testament. Before you get to the, eh, you know there are three levels. Holy of holies, there is a uh, outer court, inner court. Before you step into the outer court, eh, already fried, you already fly that knife. You just, the, the children of Israel will just say, ah, Brother Jeremiah has vaporized. You cannot see him again. <laughs> but because we are in the dispensation of grace, we do all these things. But this word grace can be dangerous. Grace can lead you to hell. If misappropriated. That's why he says, Shall we continue in sin and grace may abound? So the purpose of grace is to take us away from sin, not to keep us there. But if you make a mistake, as you would often make, there's a place for forgiveness, and he will forgive. And he will forgive you so much, he will forget about it. As in, he will wipe your slate clean like you never did that again. So if you go back to him again, like, God, what I did last week, is like, you did not do anything. That's how powerful forgiveness is. But we mustn't take it for granted. I'm calling us this morning to a life of discipline, which is the price you must pay for the greatness of your destiny. He says, I put my body under. Eh? First Corinthians 9 27 or so. Lest I become a castaway, having pointed others to Christ. He's talking to you who are leaders. That you can eh no no give me KJV. I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Come and say subjection. subjection. <laughs> Lest that by any means when I preach to others, I myself should be cast away. So he say, even as a pastor, HOD. You must not sing, you must and you, you go and sin. <laughs> Why? He didn't even mention the devil here. What did he mention? Body, your body. Sometimes when your body, when, when when that voice is screaming for sex, it's not the devil trying to set you up, it's your flesh. But the flesh must not be given an upper hand. If you give the flesh upper hand, it will kill you literally. For the flesh profited nothing. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Romans chapter 8. So what he's saying here is that it's a constant battle. As long as you're in the days of this flesh, ah, flesh will be trying you now. But what do you do? I can't hear you. Come on, say under. Say it loud. Where? Louder. Let your flesh hear. Where? Not over not over. There was a prominent man in this country, one of the richest men in Nigeria at the time. It was said of him that when he's in a meeting, he will abandon the board of directors to go and have sex with one woman in the toilet. His body is over him. I put my body on that. Because every day your body will keep on trying to trip you off. That's where discipline comes in. You tell your body, no! My friend, I'm in charge here. You make your flesh the king over your life, you are finished. The way this flesh will drive you. You'll find yourself in a bar drinking. did I get it, I don't even know. That's your flesh right there. So you learn, you, you learn starting to say no to your body. The body looks for you, you and no. The body asks for that, you say no. No. No, you can't have that. No, you can't, you can't look at that. You know, Job came to a place, he said, I have to make a covenant with my eye. Because, he said, I made a covenant with my eye. That's discipline, man. Not to behold another man's mate. Jesus Christ himself said it. He said if this eye is causing you to see. What did he say? Not literally. You won't even do that. You don't have that kind of commitment. Not literally. But what he's saying is deal with your eyes. Lost of the eyes. Lost of the flesh. Pride of life. Let me stop here this morning. Stand up on your feet. Take a moment to talk to God. Just a moment to talk to God. Oh, glory to God. Halaba Shatalaba. The grace to put the body under. Come on, ask for it this morning. Tell God about your intentions. Lord, I I, want to put my body under all the time. I want to live for you. I don't want to live for myself. I want to live for you. Come on, go ahead. Go ahead. Talk to God. Talk to God. This part is very important. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Open your mouth. Talk to God. Talk to God. My flesh will not overcome me. And, uh, My friend. She will not have the better part. I discipline my body. I put it under, the... under. The... Thank you, Jesus. Allah, Allah, Help me, Lord. Help, us, Lord. help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Help us. Help us. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. My greatest promise is felt. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray. I'd like everybody to close your eyes. The moment, if you are under the sound of my voice, when I was speaking, bring the volume down. When I was speaking, you know you need to return to God. If you're like that, I would like to pray for you. You want to give your life to Jesus or rededicate your life. This is a moment. This is the moment. Raise up your right hand if you're like that, standing at the door of your heart right now wants to come into your life and make it new. If you want to give your life to Jesus or rededicate your life, put up your right hand, let me see. I'm going to pray with you very quickly. Knocking on your heart now. Don't refuse it. Don't refuse it. Don't refuse it. Is there anybody? Is there anybody? Let me see your hands. Don't be shy. Anybody? you want to give your life to Jesus or he dedicates your life let me see your hand up thank you Jesus let me see your hand up let me see your hand up if there's anybody thank you Jesus if you are here this morning and you have not given your life to Jesus I would like to present us an opportunity to do so it is the greatest decision you will ever take in your life if you are making that decision this morning Say after me, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. I declare you died for my sin. You rose up on a third day. From today, I'm a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. In Jesus' name. Congratulations if you prayed that prayer. Welcome to the body of Christ. Welcome to God's kingdom. Please kindly leave a comment or send us a message on any of our social media handles so that we can send you the relevant materials. God bless you. This message is brought to you by Dunamis and Sophia. No, and part of the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, Shouts of the Center, and Jesus and Hope's Club. Online ministry to singles and married couples. Connect with us on Instagram at Pastor Tunames, at Pastor Sophia Bola, at Shout to Grace Center, at KC Underscore Global on Facebook at KC Global. On YouTube at Tunames Tunde no. On MixLR at KC Global. Visit our website www.kissishandhugs.com via our mail at kcpartners at gmail.com to partner with us kissesandhugscom slash partnership